0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik hands, free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, yo. What's up? It's your boy, D-Starks. starks artist. You are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast, where we talk about everything faith, life, and culture. Another week. We're back again. Episode 49. Forty- uh, Let's get into it, man. Yeah, let's go. We gotta tap in. But how you how you feeling? I feel like I ain't seen you in a minute. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I was gone for a little. bit. I took a little like you know you excursion. Yeah, I forgot. I've been, been good. I don't though. think that's the word, huh? Excursion? Yeah, you can say it works. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm 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 good. You know, I'm a week clean from Arby's, <laughs> bros. <laughs> so I'm feeling fantastic, actually. Y'all pray for bros' deliverance. <laughs> Please. My man's going through withdrawals, bro. I saw him in the kitchen yesterday sweating, bro. Uh, okay, bro. I ain't have no Arby's fries in his hand. <laughs> sweating is crazy. Begging to me to take him to Arby's. I'm feeling good, though. That was good. But um, something I wanted to mention really quick up front, uh, we talked about this um, on the ep- not too long ago. Uh, after we had taken that, that week off uh, from dropping the episode, we talked about rest, Essentially, and not necessarily rest within itself, but I guess what we had learned from that period of rest that we took. But there was something that Jackie Hill Perry posted on her IG that I wanted to share because it was really powerful um, talking about rest and the importance of it. But it basically said, why is rest so hard? It could be that rest imposes certain limitations on us, putting us in the position to find purpose independent of our work. And it continues to say it's a little slides ahead, but it says the rest we resist is for our good. It's a way to steward our entire selves. How else will we remember that man doesn't live by bread alone? How else will we recall that the manna came without Israel's help? How else will we discover that God's provision isn't dependent on our hustle, but on our goodness? Rest is worship. Rest is worship. Um, so I partially I mentioned that because of what we talked about, you know, a few weeks ago early in our episode, early in the EP, but also because, you know, like I mentioned, I haven't seen Jordan in a while Because I just took a trip um to Indianapolis to see one of my good friends. It was his birthday. So I spent about, you know, three or four days there with him and it it was just I I really enjoyed it. I needed that break, I needed that time just to allow myself to get like poured back into to get my mind off of things. Yeah. I think sometimes we can get caught up in like, you know, this hustle and not really realizing that there's a balance to us enjoying life but also we can be successful and ambitious exactly. and so yeah that's why i want to mention is that rest is worship so bar rest is worship so for for whoever that is for but let's get straight into it man it's time to tap in i'm excited for this one as i always say but but the past two months um, in our episodes there have been this recurring theme with me just mentioning and highlighting what God has taught me or the lessons that I've been given uh, really up until this point this year and what I've been really telling people in my personal life in my inner circle is the fact that I feel like I've been in this like accelerated process of growth this like kind of incubator if you could say mm-hmm. of God just like maturing me in every aspect of my life kind of like pushing me to my responsibility faster like in, in a crazy pace yeah. but with that being said, there's been uh, another one of those lessons that I've been learning is essentially like the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hearing that at first, it, it may not really do anything. You mean like, oh, wow, the mercy of God. That, that's that's great. That's right. amazing. God is good. But, you know, when you really understand it, you start to study it in the depths of it, it. You know, it should make you run laps around your crib, low key. Just because we we love to talk about the things that God gives which we do not deserve, but we don't always emphasize or acknowledge or even recognize like the the consequences, right? The the things we do deserve that he has withheld from us, right? And that's what mercy is. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to start uh, this episode out with the scriptures in Lamentations three twenty two through twenty three, and it says it is it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not; they are new every morning. Yeah. It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, right? So that seed I sowed there, right? The consequences that should have came from that past relationships, yeah. action, those actions I did in that last season a few years ago, right? They aren't consuming me mm-hmm. because of his mercy that has come on me, yeah, right? And obviously, like we know, like the, the life or at least what we were destined for for eternity, right, that he also withheld because of his grace and what he did on the cross. Yeah. And so... Just, just understanding mercy and that with the, him withholding his judgment has changed everything for me, put a lot of things in perspective. And I think it's one of the things that I've been highlighting in my life because growing up, I took advantage of how I was raised in terms of just like, you know, knowing right from wrong, right? Being in positions of just understanding like who God is, my mm-hmm. parents doing that for me. And then also like just being provided for for the most part in terms of right obviously just having food on the table clothes on my back yeah. having love compassion peace in the house and as i started to get older getting into like middle school and more so into high school and really college i found myself being extremely critical of everyone around me and their mannerisms and their habits mm-hmm. and what they were going through and what they were in of like yo like how can you do that you hanging around them mm-hmm. you taking that you going out there that. like oh. like why like what right. why right. like right. how like how could you even do that mm-hmm. um and it was just me throwing this extreme judgment on people that got with help from me. Even after I got saved, that was still like my mindset of like just looking at people side eyed and ra- yeah. raising raising my eyebrow. Like are you still in that relationship? Like how are you still with? I used to bro tear people up, telling especially with the relationship people. How are you still with them? Like and what understanding mercy in this topic has helped me with is really my compassion and my empathy and yeah. patience with other people. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's because what, what I realized, and I mentioned this last week, that I wanted to say for now, but it's the fact that mercy is a mirror. Mm-hmm. Mercy is a mirror. And what I mean by that is I can look at every—I am everyone I've ever judged if it was not for the goodness of God. Say it. I, I, am, I am everyone I've ever criticized, mm-hmm. looked side-eyed about, yep. raised my eyebrow to if it wasn't for his mercy— it's a mirror yeah i can see where you are where you've been and say that's me too Mm. right and i was just having this conversation with my mom we were talking about you know some childhood friends that i've had and they're still in their process of just finding their faith and coming into you know their relationship with god and i told them, i told her I, i i have so much patience with them and where they're at because i know like If it wasn't for the small encounters that I've had that changed the entire trajectory of my life, that I'm them too. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm going out to the same places, hanging with the same people, doing the same things. If it wasn't for mercy and for being honest. It's a mirror, mm-hmm. and so that's helped me so much, and just, we talked about evangelism last week, and my evangelism, just me understanding people, my ent- empathy and understanding, yeah. so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today, uh, it's just really mercy in all the different parts of it, and understanding it, because it's something that sometimes we really need to be reminded about yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you were saying, I think, well, I know God's love is a combination of giving us things we don't deserve, but also withholding from us the things we do, mm. you know, but I think we, we oftentimes focus on the former, because we don't We don't see the things he's he's not he's keeping from us, obviously, so I think that the unseen oftentimes goes unnoticed, but I think it's something that we need to start bringing the light to because once we put his mercy on the back burner, we fail to give that to other people kind of like what you were talking about in your right. own life, you know right. I think we're 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 good at giving, you know we're good with grace when it comes to you know if my friend if my friend needs a ride calls me up like. I'll give him a ride. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a thing. You don't need to pay me. Like you like cool. Like out of the grace, out of the grace of my heart, I can do that. Or you know, if you see a homeless man or woman on the street, you know, you give them money out of the grace and the love of your heart. Whatever that looks like, we're I think we're good at giving. But when it comes to withholding things, when it comes to you know when someone does us wrong and we feel like man, they they deserve to have this this grudge held against them, or or they deserve to feel the pain and the hurt that I feel. That's like yeah, I mean you. You might be right. For being honest, they might deserve that, but you also deserve some things that you haven't been given either. So I think, we're, when it comes to the mercy thing, it's, it's something that we're not really too good at giving out. Because if we're being honest, like it's it's real easy to give something good to people who have done us no wrong. It's much harder to withhold something bad from those who have. I was thinking about the giving hands when I was thinking when I was thinking about this topic. You know, we we have our hands out, they're open. We're like, you know, take. We're giving. Like, take. I'm willing to give. I'm willing to give. I'm willing to give. And I think some of us need to close our hands because there's certain things that don't need to be given, you know. And I think that that was very symbolic to me in the sense that we need to function the way God functions. Like always, that's who we're supposed to mirror. And his love, like I said, is a combination of that mercy and that grace. And once you, once you understand that the mercy is there, because like I said, it, because it's unseen, it goes unnoticed. But once you, bring, um, once you bring light to the fact that it's there, that's when you start giving it to other people and you start having that patience like Darren was talking about earlier. No, oh, yeah, <clears throat> that's good. And then there was something else that I saw that I wanted to mention that I was reading about. It was ba- that helped me put this in perspective a lot, and it's the fact that mercy is God's patience in action. Mercy is God's patience in action. And so the same patience that he has given us, mm. that he so graciously displays to us, we need to also be expressing and freely giving to other people. You know what I mean? Because we can't ever put a timeline on someone else's deliverance mm-hmm. their process their journey what God's bringing them through right before you judge them you need to make sure you're loving them too you need to make sure you're loving them too yeah. like sometimes we can just get you know in these modes of looking at people whether they be Christian or not and just you know questioning their every move yeah. right instead of really getting behind the why behind what they've been through or what what may be causing what they're going through you know yeah. like yo you still addicted to this mm. you still in that mm. like i said earlier you still with them right. still doing this or just in general like not even something they're still in but something that they're struggling with right now yeah. and we have to realize that there was always something God offered to us before he desired to bring judgment upon us mm. you know what i'm saying what in 1st john 4:19 mm. why we love because he first Judged us Oh I don't think that's what it said Condemned us Mm -hmm. No We love because he First Loved Us Right I don't think Don't get it twisted That love also came with truth Mm -hmm. But there was always He always offered love Before that condemnation Came as well Yeah Right. And it says in second Peter three, nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. It's that he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Right. He offers repentance, right? The opportunity to repent through his love first before he allows what that eternal judgment to come upon us. And it's yeah. always an option that we have. And so as Jordan was saying, in the same way that God operates, it's the same way. Same way we need to as well. So before I I come criticizing you mm. on what you've done or what you, what you're going through or doing right now, yeah. let me love first. Mm. Let me let me offer you the opportunity to change, mm. right? A better way, a better path, rather than just like judgment, because mm. that's what God did with us. You What I'm saying. So I wanted to mention that as well because like. That that patience piece is also really important to like understanding mercy and putting it in perspective. Yeah, I think that that love part is huge. I remember uh, I wrote some in my notes at one point, like love at first sight, just talking about how like before anything else, like when I see you, like first first step is just love before I greet you with anything else. Mm. I think that's a good point. I think that even goes into to empathy as well. Like God's love for us allows him to empathize with us. And I, that reminds me of the um, story in John, John 11 when Lazarus had died. That's like the famous John 11:35. Jesus wept. When, when, when he saw Lazarus was dead, he knew he had the power to raise him from the dead, but he still wept. I think it's because he, he, was, he was empathizing with, with their hurt, with their feelings, with their pain, even though he knew it was about to come. I think that's just very powerful. And I think in that same way, we need to learn how to empathize with each other. And that's 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 really one of the first steps, because if we're being honest, if I can empathize with you, if I can understand you, even if just a little bit, then I'll be more willing to extend, you know, some grace, some patience, some love. And something I've been noticing is I feel like there's an attack on our ability to empathize with one another. And it's right in front of our faces when you see it, you know, on social media the past couple of years, all this stuff has been going on, especially with like, you know. Groups of people like black and white people, I think the tension and that whole conflict is causing us to look at one another and make it feel like you know nobody understands us or like you know no, no one gets us and I think when you do that and you inv- invalidate other people's you know feelings and lives, it makes it harder to empathize. You see it with men and women I've seen that a lot like men invalidating women's experiences and women doing the same, and you know with older people and younger people, there's just always this 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 conflict and this tension and it's causing us to invalidate one another like i said and if there's one thing i learned is that like no matter who you are your background where you're from like we're all living a similar human experience and we're all feeling the same emotions like if i put myself in your shoes and we swap lives even though it could be totally different externally i wouldn't be able to help but feel some sort of nostalgia like dang like these same emotions, I've felt these same emotions, you know, even if it comes in a different form, it looks different. Like we can all empathize and level with each other in in that way. So, so although you you won't ever really 100% understand what someone else is going through, you can empathize with that because you felt a similar emotion in your own life. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we all have the capacity to empathize with one another and understand. I think once that's realized, it becomes easier to, like I said, give that grace, give that mercy, give less judgment. I remember something you said, you touched on it earlier in the conversation. I think it was really in a prior EP. And you said, people don't invest in things they can't see themselves in. But it's like, if if I allow myself to empathize with someone in in the way that I can can see a little bit of myself in them, in both of our lives, even though they're different, I think it, it makes it easier to invest when I can see myself in them. I can invest that love. I can invest that mercy. I can invest that grace. So it's like we can all empathize with one another. It's just, it comes down to if you allow yourself to do it, you know? No, that's good. And it, it's weird because I think like Christians, we have like some issue with like grace. And our mercy, and I mentioned this way back when, but it's the fact that when we talk about when we're talking about ent- empathy and we're talking about understanding that does not coincide or ever mean agreement with anything right and I guess that it it's it's strange as the body we have this issue with mercy and grace and being compassionate because we think it's it's too nice mm. I don't think we believe that there can be a balance of of of, of authentic and uncompromised truth with genuine love attached to it as well. Right. right? That it has to be one side or the other that, Oh snap, since I'm being compassionate, I'm not being stern enough. Mm -hmm. Or if I am being merciful, full of grace, and or with immense compassion i'm not actually giving uncompromised truth like the two can't go hand in hand that's a direct contradiction to what we see with god exactly you know what i mean and how he interacted with people and in his ministry that there was the 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 perfect balance of both Mm -hmm. right in terms of even like his tone i don't think i feel like even in god's tone and how he spoke to people even whenever he was like upset and or frustrated or angry right there's, there was still always some type of grace attached to it. And so, I think that's something we have to learn as well that, yo, like, this doesn't mean that you're agreeing with, like, what people are doing. Although okay, I can understand why you did this or you reacted this way or, okay, because you were raised this way it's the way you're thinking or how you're operating. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I agree with it, but that gives me a point of contact with you. Right. That, oh, okay, I've felt this before. The mm-hmm. experience may look different, but that emotion, that same pain, them same thoughts are all the same, yeah, right. It's a point of contact, and that's what the enemy the, the, all this division that Jordan was mentioning that's been happening really the past four years. That's all. That's that's what it's doing. It yeah. is diminishing, ripping apart, and or removing our point of contact with one another. Mm-hmm. That's all empathy is, right? You walking down the street, you walking down the street, you see somebody with the anime shirt on, you're like, oh snap! You watch that, right? Empathy, I understand. Mm. I understand, I understand you. you, oh, you got that jersey on oh i I watched the n b a too I understand, oh, you've been through that before oh i under i under mm-hmm. I can understand you right i can I can get you to a certain extent, yeah. but without that, there is no point of contact that we now think, oh, we can no longer understand each other to any extent, like you say, invalidating one another and this and that, and whatever, and without that, there can be no mercy, i can't if I can't understand why you did what you did it's only going to be judgment on mm-hmm. what you've done yep. and not looking at oh snap but I see why why mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that's important too and I think God shows his mer- that's that's important and I think God shows his mercy through his understanding as well and like um, we don't have a high priest that is not touched with, a feeling, with our feelings and our infirmities right so if Jesus can be touched mm-hmm. why do we think we're above reproach in that Right, and it's funny because people always have a problem with mercy or grace until they need it mm. you that's know, and that's another thing like we always have a problem with it until it's for us, right. It's like grace for me, but it's not mm. enough for it. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about them. I don't know about that right but yeah no, i think I think that's super important. I like that, and the one of the last things I wanted to mention that goes along with this kind of like just tying it in it's the fact that mercy demands a response right mercy demands a response and the romans 12 1 that a lot of us have heard before Mm -hmm. that i've seen plenty of times that i have not really recognized or noticed until like today i was reading it um it says therefore i urge you brothers and sisters in view of god's mercy i'm gonna read this one slow jordan Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, Mm. to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Mm. And that one phrase right there in the middle says, in view of God's mercy. Mercy. So I'm going to read this verse backwards. This is your true and proper worship, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Why? Because... In view of God's mercy, mercy. Yep. Mm. you should offer your body as a living sacrifice and holy and pleasing to God, which is your true and partial worship, looking because of your you're in view right you've now come to understand, acknowledge and see God's mercy. mercy in view of His mercy, there should be a response attached to it mm. It demands a response. Right. And there is this um, paragraph or article that I saw and I ripped this paragraph from it. But it says that mercy triumphs over judgment. But refusing mercy is dangerous, inviting judgment. God's judgment for sin is never unjust. His judgment is always the result of mercy that was offered and refused. Mercy that was offered and spurned. The Lord is patient and never wants us to perish. He wants us to repent. But those who refuse mercy will receive judgment. Like I said earlier, there's always something he offers first okay. before he brings his judgment upon us, and that's mercy, right? And it always triumphs over judgment if it's something that we receive. But the, what receiving that looks like, it's a, re, it's a response mm. that it that it comes with, right? That in view of the goodness of God, right? What like we always talk about in in view, in light of his love and what he's done for us, it brings me to worship him it brings me to my knees of how good he is and it's the same with mercy it's the same with grace right it demands a response that of everything that i have done that i do deserve that he's withheld from me here's my body Mm -hmm. as a living sacrifice pleasing to you which is my worship, right so that's why i wanted to mention too because that's a part of it that it's not just something that we, we just acknowledge, recognize, and praise about. It should be something that brings us to more action. Yeah. Demands a response, right? And that's something else that I've been learning along with it. That it's not only, like, changing my response and like, other people, right, in terms of my compassion, patience, and empathy, but also in my sacrifice. Mm. Jeez. In my sacrifice. It demands a response. Demands a response. So yeah, and then uh, again, it's not he—he he doesn't want any of his pe- his children to perish. Mercy is always the first resort, the first option. But if that is then rejected, judgment is the only thing that's left. Mm. But yeah, mercy demands a response. I thought that was good. That was fire. All right. Yeah, you got, you got anything else for the people though? End it off. Yeah, just uh, want to highlight something. You know that I kind of just already touched on earlier. It's just like you know. The unseen oftentimes goes unnoticed, but I think when once you bring the acknowledgement to it and you understand your deed for it and why it's there, then it'll amplify your desire to to give it out to other people. So don't allow the unseen to go unnoticed in your relationship with God mm-hmm. and what he's doing for you. As far. Yeah. One thing I wanted to share, it's this post I saw from our apostle Matthew Stevenson. And it says, it starts off and it says clay and has an equal sign, which basically what he's saying is clay means he's working on me too. That's what that phrase means. That's what he's coined that term as, mm-hmm. that he's working on me too. Then he continues to say, I'm everyone. That's what I mentioned earlier. I'm everyone I've ever prayed for, preached to, prophesied to, if not for his grace. Mm-hmm. This one truth is why I work alters forever. Let's have fun on the potter's wheel and be normal. It's not an excuse for sin because sin ain't never needed an excuse. Just be perfectly broken and yield. Don't be phony. We have enough plastic. Mm. We got enough plastic. Which actually, that's a crazy, that's an EP title right there. That's, gonna be an, that's, that's a whole nother episode. I like that one. <laughs> be perfectly broken. And I wanted to mention that because... I think that 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 also gives way to express, like, the mercy that God's put on our life. In terms of if we understand the patience he has with us, there's no need for us to be phony. At all. To put some mask on, to, to run from or hide from what we've been through, mm-hmm. what we've come from. Because I, I, in light of what I know he's offering me first. Before the judgment comes, that makes me want to give him everything. Yeah, and there's no reason to hide, right? And I, and not only from him, but from others as well, because I know what he's done in me, right? And what he's paid for already. So yeah, just keeping that heart posture of clay. Mm-hmm. He's he's working on me too, you know. And we don't we don't have to put on like any other facade or be some type of church actor and just be real in view of his mercy and continue to offer ourselves and our lives as a living sacrifice. That's so good. I was thinking about, I just want to say one more thing. I was thinking about how in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve had, had eaten the fruit and it said that they hid away. I think they hid away because they, they failed to fully understand his mercy and they were afraid of what would come next. But they didn't understand that there was something that he gave before. Right. And then when you look at Jesus in the garden, he was open about his hesitation. He didn't hide it away. He was open about it because he understood the mercy He said, let this cup pass from me. But, you know, your will, not mine. But I think that that dynamic and just that, that parallel is just so crazy. Like and the difference was just the under the understanding of his mercy was a difference between them hiding and him being open. So it's like you, you you're allowed to be open. And I think that's what Jesus showed in the garden right there. That's fire. That's fire, bro. Yeah. Ain't no need to hide. Ain't no need. No need to hide. jeez, All right, man. Y'all know what it is, though. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. We'll come back for another week. We got some exciting stuff coming. Oh, yeah. Promise. Got a guest coming in next <laughs> yeah. week. Stuff happening for this oh, yeah. year anniversary. Like y'all gonna, yeah, y'all gonna like the guest. Just stay tuned. But stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.